So can you, uh, too loud, too soft? It's number two, so. Uh, what, two's the volume? Yeah. So so uh, I guess that's louder. Yeah. That's, that's softer. That's cool. So yeah. just fire it where you want. Yeah. And uh, it, it's basically, as, you know, you c- you'll hear if you're popping. I'll hear it through this. Yeah, because yeah. y- you, you'll hear your voice. So I'll just adjust it as, as you're talking. Just so, you know, and it's, it's just best. I always find Andrew talks like this. Yeah. I kind of talk like this. Uh, you know, Probably this this feels better like this. So that's yeah. that's typically the way I do it, and then uh, it's it's just a matter of of the conversation. That's that's it, and away we go. Boom. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Same old story. <laughs> oh man. All right, I'm ready when you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything? Well, we'll just talk. Let's just chat. <laughs> I, I sent you a list, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's a huge one. It's taken an hour to type it. <laughs> Hope it was copy and paste. <laughs> it's same old story. Yeah. No, <laughs> we won't go any. No, you know, and, and always want to try and get people to get involved. And you know, I don't know. So How does that work? Like, so they could get involved by email. Ah, uh, yeah. So we have potholics at Gmail. Yeah, cool. Or Instagram, where we fire this out on it as well. So we got the Instagram page, Potaholics. Okay. Twitter, we got Potaholics as well. And then, uh, you know, let's, I guess it, I mean, that's the whole side. Once Andrew really starts pushing it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think he's at that point where he's he's ready to do that. Ready so. to push the button, yeah. yeah. Well, I think uh, social media stuff, that'll be a bit of an animal if it takes off with that. I think so. You know, that's, and that's their, their thing, right? So mm. I think once he does that, we're laughing. Yeah. I, um, do we have, is there sort of, do we have like a schedule that we're going to follow that we're going to say we're going to have content on this day at this time? So, so basically every sort of the, the plan is that every Friday or before, yep. we'll load up so some new shows. Be, yeah, so yeah. it's going to be a, a so Friday deadline. Yeah, so, yeah. so Friday or Saturday. But you know, if we if there's just two, it's pretty easy for me to go in and, and do it. So yeah, as we get more so or or the Saturday, but every week sort of a, you know Saturday kind of the deadline. But um, that's the plan, or just you know we'll have to see once we get more going, how much it takes to sort of throw it all together. It's typically doesn't take very much. So. Yeah. You know, a little bit of, you know, lower the sound a bit, put the intros in, put a bit of a music bed at the start. Boom. It's it's uh, it's not that labor intensive. Yeah, I th- I, once people know what day we're on. Yeah. So they, they can know by for sure every Wednesday there will be another product up. So it's almost like it could be the next. So we're recording this one. It will be up by next Wednesday. Yeah. So maybe that's the idea. So yeah, yeah. sort of week in advance. Yeah. That's probably the idea. That's yeah. probably the good plan. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. And then, I mean, it goes out. And the, the beautiful thing about Anchor, you need to plug in. There's lots of room here. Yeah. Um, okay. Beautiful thing about Anchor is we're already available in iTunes. We're available uh, across the Podsphere verse, Spotify. We're in, we're in all those places. So we are. Uh, there's things like um, Pod Bucket. Yeah. There's, there's also there's Patreon and. I don't know if we're in that one. All sorts of things. We're in like 10. I mean, they're, they're the ones that sort of try and encourage yeah. people to subscribe so, financially so to you. Anchor does the job of getting us into everything. So we're in Google. We're in the Google podcast world. Oh, we're okay, in iTunes. Yeah. They do all the job for you because yeah. it's to their advantage to have their content all over the place. So 
it's uh, yeah, easy. Yeah, Google Finders, and then that's it. Yeah, once and, and if people are on iTunes, that's it. They just you know click. Yeah, keep you know keep bringing me the podcast, or if they're you know wherever they are. So, so uh, happy. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> time to start. Admin so out of the way. <laughs> admin out of the way. Glenn is here. James is here. Now let's not do it like that. <laughs> do it however you want to do it. Car Clinic is <laughs> what you are listening to. It has been a while since we actually got to sit yeah. down and have Reunite. a chat. I think, feel like we should have come into th- some boys are back in town. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Easily. That's, that's going in the edit. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do that. <laughs> this is Car Clinic, a Podaholics podcast, Glenn Power, James Pikeaway, and we're talking cars, mm. car repair and such. Yeah. A lot has happened since we did our last show on Dubai Eye. We're yeah. now living in the pod sphere. Hmm. Is that even a word? Pod sphere? It is now. It is now. Yep. It's our word. Uh, <laughs> My word of the Oxford people. There we go. Uh, you, you were at GT Auto Center? Yep. You're not at GT Auto Center anymore. No. <laughs> no, and it was a, I think it was, yeah, for our last show on air, it was uh, kind of happening already. Yeah. So, um, yeah, amicable, wasn't any issues. Um, and uh, Change happens. Yeah, it was. Uh, I moved out of Dubai, yeah. uh, moved into Ras Al Khaimah. Um, simply put, couldn't afford to live in Dubai anymore. Yeah. Uh, family was growing, and hey, Ras Al Khaimah offered a, a, a better standard of living for me. And then a job that involved working in Ras Al Khaimah comes up, so what am I going to do? And and a person who's into cars and into car yep. repair doing the commute, now you can relate to so many people on the road yeah. even better. Yeah, I mean, uh, for the first oh, two or three months, it was horrible yeah. with the 611. Well, now it's open. Now, now six it's lanes. great. Now yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, now it's like there and back. And, you know, I can, I can get into Dubai in 55 minutes, no. and I can get back home in an hour, hour and five. Tell me a little bit about Sandance Tire. Now, I got an issue. T-Y-R-E? On what planet do we spell tire? T-I-R-E? Well, in, <laughs> in the planet where we speak English. <laughs> hey, you, are you suggesting Canadians don't speak English? There's a weird kind Ooh. of weird take on English. There's a few things. Uh, yeah, there's, um, it's, it's basically started out as, as purely wholesale tires. Yeah. And then um, they've gone into the retail space, so... Now they'll fit the tires for you rather than just sell them to, to somebody else that we're going to fit them. So um, I've come across to help them out with the more heavy mechanical work. That nice. That is where they want to go ultimately and never forgetting the tires. And I mean, some of our branches like in, in Dubai, they're doing 50 or 60 tires a day. Wow. Um, so our business will always will be that. And uh, the benefit is, of course, that uh, whilst the market here is different, you'd, you'd have a technician in the workshop solely dedicated to tyres and one dedicated to AC and one dedicated to electronics and one dedicated to um, body and one dedicated yeah. to engines or whatever it is. For me, with my training in the UK, we had to do everything. So, of, and in fact, of 20 weeks with Volkswagen training, um, the first six were wheels and tyres. Okay. So it's good. It's good to put some of that training into actually into use rather than just fitting them or recommending them now. So what else are you guys doing over at Sandance? Pretty you much everything. The only, yeah. Brakes, oil changes. Yeah, we've got a partnership going with a guy, um, not finally signed off or anything official yet, but it will be for body repairs. Okay. But once that's done, yeah, it's basically everything front to back. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of so cool. Yeah, that's how I like it. I like uh, I like th- I like the idea that someone can bring any car to me for any repair and we can sort it. Yeah. yeah. 
and that that's where I want to be. So. Which makes a huge difference when you yeah. can drop your vehicle off and know, okay, I can get from you know bumper to bumper. Get the yeah, things that's out. it. Yeah, you don't want to you know drop your vehicle off, get a taxi to work, and then have to pick it up and then go somewhere else the next day to do yeah. the paintwork or whatever it okay. is. So, yeah. Sandance Tire. There mm. we go. That's uh, you. You guys are, are making it happen, and we have Glenn on the program, so it, it becomes even better as we're talking about cars car yep. repair and more yep. so it's it's right across the yeah, board first show so we'll have to take a lead <laughs> on this but hopefully some people will uh, contribute with some some discussion points well we that's you know that's a great one because we are th- so th- there's a lot of options here mm-hmm. we typically find ourselves at the rove hotel in healthcare city on wednesdays yeah and today we're sitting in the coffee shop i got we got a, a, a wonderful group of people hanging out if you want to come and be a live audience <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> got a big table here we'll we've got a some. great photographer yeah she yeah. did fantastic photos yeah and uh this is a great opportunity to get involved with some live conversation well live into the podcast yep. which ultimately is recorded and and of course if you want to keep following us potaholics on instagram potaholics on twitter potaholics at gmail.com yep that's simple if you got questions queries comments you want to send them to us that's how you do it get involved yep. It's it's that simple, and, people down and, here. and and we 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 address problems globally. So whether you're in you know Reykjavik yeah. or <laughs> Sao Paulo yep. or anywhere in between, maybe Rasokema, where yeah. <laughs> we're we're willing to to field whatever you yeah, got to throw at us. We're on the World Wide Web, right? Yeah, so that's it. Worldwide. Yep. It's the worldwide car clinic. That's it. I don't think anyone else <laughs> got that branding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell you, the best thing is about where we live now yeah. that you literally do see every single car. Yeah. You know, as, you know, and and I didn't get that in the UK whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people, mechanics can't even count to eight. There's no such thing as a V8 in the UK. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> it really just doesn't happen. So, um, yeah. it's we get everything here. So I'm sure if you have got an issue in Reykjavik, we can help you out. Yesterday, sitting at at home, getting ready to go to work in the morning, and a Land Cruiser, but a pretty new one. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at him, going, okay, this is new body design. This is not an old Land Cruiser goes by it is absolutely a manual transmission and I'm, i had to take a second look incredible. Away. whoa <laughs> it's exactly what i said to the wife i said that, that, that's pretty incredible there's yeah. not too many of those no nope. and the guy and it wasn't like the guy tricked it out he didn't have it lifted this was a daily driver as far as i could tell mm. and the guy was just just enjoying it yeah, yeah why not great yeah. great stuff i um i've been driving i mean i mean i'm in it today the uh the transporter van which is manual which is good but i Still forget that it's manual. Doing the six eleven <laughs> into Dubai. You're the guy who's in third gear. No, I'm in fifth. But then I, I stop and forget that I've got to press the clutch before the engine stalls. So that happens to me pretty much every time I pull up at work. So I don't have to. You don't have to stop all the way. It's great. Yeah. The road's just one straight line. So uh, yeah. I I want to throw this out there. If and I'm going to ask you this question. Yep. So I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. If you were to have to say, okay, the workhorse car, not truck, not SUV, mm. not van. The workhorse car in the UAE mm. is blank. What would you say? Workhorse. Yeah. Oh. The workhorse. So we're talking a wide range of jobs. Kids yeah. to school, yep. shopping at the weekends. Um, what would you what would you fire out there? Okay, you keep thinking. I'm gonna tell you what I think I think. And this just sort of came to me in the last couple of weeks as I was gearing up to start this podcast again. The car that's the workhorse is the mid-2000s Toyota Corolla. And I say that because when you look out on the road, what are all the gardeners driving? Yeah. What is the workforce who's doing villa maintenance and stuff? Yeah. What are they driving? They're all driving these mid-2000 Corollas. Yeah. 
I don't know where they get them. There's like a fleet. <laughs> yeah. And it's every Emirate. Yeah. It's this year of car that these guys who, you know, hey, maybe they're they're making megabucks. I, I'm thinking they're sort of low to average yeah. salary by the time you factor in all the guys who are watering or fixing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They all seem to drive the same car. Yeah, you see, the thing is there. It's obviously that, That's always a good one, that, isn't it? Look at the people who can't afford for their cars to break down. Yeah. So, you know, if my car breaks down, I can't really afford it to break down. I can't get to work. But at a Porsche, I could probably get a taxi. Yeah. But if my car, that's just to get me to the workshop. But if I need to get my car to pick up two or three gardeners to take them into the springs or wherever it is yeah. to do the gardening, then I can't afford three or four taxis. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good shout, Corolla. I mean, I'm always biased. I'm just going to say something <laughs> like a Tuareg or a, or a Golf or something. But... I mean, yeah. me too, because I, I love the Volkswagen products. Like, yeah. you know, this is shameless, but I, you know, that was, and maybe it's because it was one of the first cars that my wife and I owned is we owned Volkswagen Cabriolets, mm. Golf Cabriolets. Yeah. And, you know, they, they were not new vehicles at all, you know, off the, the used lot. They were well-used vehicles, yeah. but what a fantastic ride. Yeah. But back to the Corolla, these things seem to be indestructible. Because they don't break, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I've got... And, and affordable to fix. I don't, I, I can't think... Look, I've always worked in in workshops where we've perhaps been more orientated towards a, let's say, a Western customer. So that might have been the case. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen any Corollas, but I can tell you this, that you very rarely see them. They're, it's not a Corolla at the side of the road with the bonnet open. No. And the driver scratching his head, is it? Or her head. It's no. not a Corolla that, that you see. Um, and so that is a, is, is a very good point. And, um, you know, they still use... They still use Toyotas for the taxis. They still use Toyotas for absolutely, I mean, Hiluxes everywhere, you know, yeah, that just yeah. don't break. High Aces for the staff transport. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 possibly, uh, I don't think I could give you a more, a better yeah. one. I mean, I don't know what they're like on fuel consumption. I wonder. You have to con <laughs> you'd have to factor that in these days, right? We, what are we, over two and a half dirhams a litre now? Yeah. So are we um, that high? Yeah. Really? Mm. So, mm. you know, it, well, I, I guess... We are way up there, aren't we? Because what used to cost, and we, we were actually talking about this the other day, what used to cost me 100 dirhams mm. in the Wrangler is now up to 160 oh. in the Wrangler. I know. Yeah, it's like, yeah when, I, when I came out here, it was 2012, and it was, it was almost six dirhams to one pound sterling, and it, it worked out basically that it was, it was something like 18 pence for yeah. a litre of fuel or something, yeah. which in the UK at that time, we were paying, oh wow, we were paying £1.20 or something like that, yeah. which is now about six dirhams. Yeah. So it's still a lot cheaper than what it is there. But when you consider there, I used to have a diesel, four-cylinder, Golf, yeah. you know, rolling resistance, reduced <laughs> tyres and all that stuff, yeah. and everything was great, and I could do 65 miles to a gallon. Um, then here, you got a V6 Touareg. <laughs> this this doing <laughs> not even 20 to the gallon sometimes yeah. you know especially when you get into the city so um yeah fuel consumption have to be factored in i think yeah. um I, you know what i i think and it does pain me to say it if you wonder what we're talking about we're talking about the workhorse yeah the workhorse, workhorse car. car yeah yeah i i, I think as i said I'd, I'd always go for a golf if you could get yourself if you could get yourself so you're, still, you're still gonna stay with the volkswagen yeah just because i know that they're so fuel efficient yeah and maintained properly they are reliable but um i would i would give a shot at, and i think you tested one of these ones the ford uh, figo oh yeah yeah i did i did get to drive a figo because yeah. those ford engines are really frugal and yeah. i think that's a that's a big 
a big thing to think about. You can get it with four doors, right? Yes. So you've got space and... And you can, if you, I think the lowest model, you can still get in a manual transmission here as well. well. There you go then, exactly <laughs> what you need. Exactly <laughs> what you need. Come and see me. I'll get you some off-road tires on it and we'll take it in the sand. Imtishan. Uh, Gatto over at Motoring Middle mm. East. Speaking of the Corolla, mm. going back to the Corolla for a second, but we're going to move off this. He he posted up on Motoring Middle East's Instagram, oh, the Instagram page of the, the, the Corolla oh, with yeah, the winch and the, the off-road yeah. lights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just oh, I, I just wanted to see. Has a winch on a Corolla? You see, it's yeah. the workhorse. I mean, I yeah, I just want to see. I mean, it wins hands down. And if if that picture had had it pulling a Land Rover Defender out of the desert, then. <laughs> You know, I might even think about changing my uh, alliance. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's brilliant, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, I, and it was clearly not just a joke. No, it no, was obviously that, a it used looked like that car. vehicle was yeah, being yeah, used. That was it. Yeah, it was great. And, you know, back to that. So that's two two checks for the Corolla. Third check, I remember five years ago being over at Babal Shams, mm. sitting in the pool looking out. Sun's going down. We were just there for the day, and there's a guy going up and down the dunes in a Corolla. <laughs> And and it, you know, blacked one is, and I thought this is a joke, and so I walked over, and no, the sand was soft, and the guy was only stopping on the tops, and I said, you know, he says I've been driving this like this all my life, that's what we do, and I said that's two wheel drive, he goes, yeah, he says I let some air out of the tires, brilliant, so I know how to drive in the sand, brilliant, and he's he was going up and down these dunes over by Bubble Shams in a Corolla, that's incredible. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, it's the workhorse. Can we do a <laughs> can we do a recording maybe at Bubble Shams one week? I think we have to do that. It's a great place in the pool. Yeah, I haven't been since we've had children, but uh, oh, man. it was a great. You great see, time. you see, you you've got two children. Mm. You're you're at the start of your family. My children have now gone to college. So you're back so rocking it out. I I'm an <laughs> I'm an empty nester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, weekends of time for yourself. It's a whole yeah. different world. Mm. Oh yeah, different world. I can the, imagine. The yeah. different world is the you yeah. know. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no car seats. No. No finding chicken nuggets under the seat, which actually brings me to another another mm. beef I have with the auto manufacturers. Okay, I don't even think this. Maybe this one's in our notes. We actually have notes. It's kind of a. We have got notes. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, we spend so much time thinking about entertainment in our vehicles. Yep. A lot of people are making pretty long commutes everywhere in the world. There's a lot of people living in suburban centers, and in mm-hmm. the UAE, there's a lot of people living just in other Emirates. Yep. We're not thinking about the food aspects in our vehicles. <laughs> and and I, I sort of thought, you know, a service station, petrol station, they've got the place, they got the Zooms and they got yeah. the donut shops. What if I want to have my dinner? I buy, maybe it's frozen or, or pre-thing, and I have a place in my car where I can slide it into the dash and it's going to warm it. Or if I'm driving, I've got a, a, a way that I can refrigerate my food or even just facilitate driving and having a snack without being too distracted because yeah. i'm already distracted by all the entertainment but yeah. no one's thinking about this yeah so you're uh <laughs> you're talking as a driver or a passenger here i see i'm i'm really thinking of the passengers but obviously mm. you've got the guys who are driving who also need to eat yeah. so there needs to be a happy medium to figure out yeah i mean the chilled ones are a simple thing I yeah mean, that, there's lots of chillers i mean yeah, and someone's gonna say them, whoa yeah. whoa whoa dude yeah. You know, most of the Land Cruisers and yeah. the patrols, they all have... 20 years they've had the yeah. in the armrest but and no stuff. no one's got but a heater in there, something the heater, to warm yeah. up food. No, and... Uh, except, except the Land Rover. They used to have the old ones, and I think it's the Defender, used to have that plate on the manifold where you could put food to keep it warm. Oh, right, yeah, on the... Uh, so if you're camping and stuff. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, I think... Um, I know it's a, it's, it's a safety thing. Yeah. We used, so in the UK, we used to have on the diesel stuff because the diesel engine, the way they're built, 
it take a long time to get not for the engine to get warm but for the coolant that's yeah. there in the engine to get warm so then if you want you know if it's minus seven outside and you want to warm up in the cabin it's probably 15 20 minutes before that's going to happen um, so they started fitting auxiliary heaters. Some of them were diesel powered, so like you get on the big sort of trucks. Yep. Um, but they weren't great because they used to smoke and it wasn't good for the emissions <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So um, they went to electric. All right. So a bit like if you've got an electric heater in the house. Now, we had uh, situations with those where, you know, perhaps cars get in accidents or people spill things on them and stuff like that where obviously an electric heater isn't the safest thing in theory and I think that's probably why you haven't got anything to heat mm. your food up in mm. um, but then again if you're that, you're that way inclined go and buy yourself a California transporter you'll have yeah, you yeah, there that you go. kitted out can't you yeah, yeah. Um, they've just done a they've just done the crafter they've based on a California on the crafter platform so it's a lot bigger um, so if you want to go and get, there's other camper vans out and about. You know, yeah. get yourself a, an Astro or what something. What a great like idea! And, and I think that to me, this would make a lot of sense. Mm. Get my get my minivan, have it kitted out so I have at least the refrigerator in it, maybe a little warmer. Yep. And away we go. And yep. then I'm driving, and when I want to stop, I just turn my seat around, pull over, have a little snack. Maybe there is even a toilet facility yep. in the back of it, and then boom, get back. This to me just makes all the sense in the world. See this, this you see, this is the, the, the you've just mentioned this, the the period of your life that you're in now, aren't you? you? You've got no kids at home, and you're thinking, what can I do at the weekend? Yeah. I want to make lasagna in my car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your wife's probably sat there thinking, this guy's got too. But then again, that's a better kind of thing to go through than the whole I well, want an open top Porsche. Well, well, maybe have one of each. But I'm thinking you're, you're heading up to Alcudra, or yep. you know, you're out in Rack. You're just yep. past Dreamland. And in between Rack and Umalquain, there's a beautiful stretch of beach. Yep. You you pull up with your van that's got yep. the awning on it, that, but you can still use it as an everyday vehicle. It's got the fridge. It's mm. got a, an opportunity for me to plug in my microwave or whatever. I'm thinking this just fits all the boxes. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, and like I do, um, for the last couple of weeks, I've done late runs from the uh, Dubai International Airport back mm. to Rack on Friday night, Saturday morning, okay. early hours. And the whole stretch until you get some, you know, even beyond Sharjah from the airport, left-hand side and right-hand side of the road, there's just groups yeah. of groups of hundreds of people in total just, just around a fire. Yeah. Some of them have got their cars there that have connected generators with big spotlights and everything else. <laughs> so See, you could do that. They're jury you, you, you don't need the fire. Yeah. You don't need anything. You just got... Your oven in the back of your van. Uh, see, someone's got to be. Uh, maybe that's the key, though. You've got we've got so many things in our vehicles. A, we need to have air conditioning in the boot, but yep. maybe we also need to have the capacity to warm something up in there. Yeah, I think uh, it's down to safety. But if you've got yeah. a camper van, something that's yeah. specific, if they can do designed, it for a camper van, yeah, they can, can do, do it for it a car. car. Yeah, it's just yeah. Maybe they just there's might no just demand. mean t- I think it's probably going to mean yeah. There's probably not much demand for it, <laughs> or no one's thought of it until they've listened to this and they're going. Pikeway is onto something. Yeah. Glenn is going to come back next week with something fitted out, yeah. and we're ready to rock. Bottle of, bottle of propane in the boot, <laughs> some rubber hose. Take the front seat out. You got a nice six ring burner in the front. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. You can see it, can't you? Yeah, oh, I can see. I can see the accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, there, there's a safety aspect here, but like you say, if it can be done yeah. in a camper van, surely it can be done in a car. Yeah. Yeah. How how do you respond to people? There's, we're moving off in a different direction. How do you respond to people when they say to you, Should, is it time for me to get rid of my car? Because you must get this all the time. Depends what car they drive. Yeah. There's a There's a certain 
few vehicles, which we might not be well advised to name, but there's a certain few vehicles where those owners will, more often than not, after the third or fourth time they've met me, say, what should I buy now? I really? need to get rid of this. What should I buy now? Um, or how long should I keep this car? Um, I mean, that's, that's what I hear from a lot of people. Or or I get, when are you getting a new car? Yeah. And I was like, never. Well, <laughs> see, the thing is for me, a lot of people now, it's, it's good for me and people in our trade because I'm not working in the dealerships. I'm yeah. not working in the agencies anymore. So You're not beholden to any specific brands. So. I haven't got to worry about the sales representatives in the showroom selling new cars because yeah. people are keeping on hold of their cars now. It's harder to get credit. Yeah. A lot of people had issues with losing jobs. Oil and gas industry, we've all heard about that. So, you know, they might have defaulted on loans that they had yeah. and then now they can't go and get credit because they've got bad credit scores. We've got the credit ratings here now. So a lot of people aren't buying new cars, which is great for me, not great for for the Algandis and the Altayas and Al Nabudas of this world. And, and you know, it, and it, it, I feel for those guys. really bad for those guys because, yeah. you know, they, they've... When that's represented their, their brands so well here. You yeah. go in their workshops and their their showrooms and they're out of this world. Yeah. For, you know, from what I'm used to in the UK, so it's hard for them. But for me, people keeping their cars longer means I'm going to get the repair from them. Yeah. I'm going to get the maintenance out of them because they're not going to go to an agency that's got huge over overheads and and has to increase their their labour rates every single year. Mm. That's just the way the world. Their mm. staff need paying, and so they have to charge. Mm. Um, so. It's it's easy for me now because people are keeping cars, so I don't actually get, as I say, apart from the few cars that that, that are notoriously heavy on maintenance, um, there aren't that many people nowadays. Because compared to when I first came, that would be like, oh, you know, wh wh when should I get rid of this? Is it time? Yeah. Should I should I get a new one? Um, you know, there's 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 a lot less. Everybody having a Range Rover V8 now. You know, there's a, there's a lot more people that are, that are coming in with, you know, we mentioned it, Golf, Scirocco's, Tiguan's, yeah. stuff like, you know, my bread and butter, which I, I notice a lot more of on the road now. Cars are not all SUVs anymore. Yeah. You know? Um, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think yeah. there's this, there's this, I mean, I, hey, don't get me wrong, I drive an SUV, but yeah. there's a myth about the SUV that it's a safer vehicle. Yeah, it's higher, mm. but it also rolls more in accidents. Yeah. Like this yeah. is, and I'm not making this up. This isn't just James, you know, go look at the research. The, this research exists, and depending on the yeah. type of collision, you're you're just as safe in in yeah. many vehicles. As, yeah. I mean, in, and we say, well, not all. So you know, some of these, but look at the crash ratings, and oh, you know, yeah. you look at the Volvos, and you look at the Mercedes yeah. cars, and you look at the Audis, look at and the Tesla you, Model Three. Yeah. You nailed it, highest yeah. ever score. Yeah, look yeah. at your Toyotas and your. Yeah. I mean, all these cars have spectacular mm. cage systems built into them. They're as safe as the SUVs. You know, look, if you're in a, a fatal accident with a, a truck, whether it be an SUV yeah. or a car, yeah. the word fatal there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all those vehicles, yeah. they're not yeah. crash-proof. No, no, nothing's crash-proof. They just do what they can. And, yeah. you know, I think, as we've mentioned before, fuel prices have played a big part in it. So, so people don't want to be spending 200 dirhams to fill a tank of fuel when they were paying 100 dirhams a few years ago um you find people so you find people are really holding on to these yeah, cars a lot longer yeah they are and uh it it's sometimes it's sometimes becoming a point where we're getting a lot more interest in um non-genuine parts uh-huh so we'll obviously only ever and, and i'll never put my name to a repair that's used a spuriously sourced part that's yeah. never going to happen um if i get duped by a supplier then I get duped by a supplier, but I do everything I can to make sure I don't. Um, but we do get a lot of people bringing their own parts in now. Really? Um, okay. You know, how many pilots do you know here? I know a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure that's the same for everybody here, probably knows a pilot. 
um, it's, it's, it's the, we're based on, a, on an airline right yeah. so there's a lot of pilots and people are bringing parts in or getting friends to bring parts for them when they come and visit um, and uh, so I see that a lot more now uh, there's a company that we've started working with called Borg and Beck very famous in the UK uh, they've got a, they're branded as first line in the UK Okay. based out of Germany they do OE parts so it's all based on the original equipment and uh, their technical guy is responsible for let's say you tell me Glenn I need a, a suspension bus making I need a suspension bus changing sorry for the Wrangler you bring it in to me and I'll say to the guy from Borgenbeck, have you got it? And if they haven't got it, he'll take it apart or he'll find the original one. He'll go and buy the original one and then reverse engineer it, get all the original drawings from Chrysler and they'll, they'll, they'll produce it. Thanks. Um, so the reason these guys are here and doing well is because there's now a market for it. Yeah. I remember coming here and thinking, wow, why is there no <laughs> motor factors? Like we have motor factors on yeah. ev- in, even in a village. There's, yeah. a, there's a store to go and buy a battery or a set of spark plugs or... You know, whatever you can think of for maintaining your own car, but there there wasn't that here now. But it's becoming more yeah. and more. I mean, these guys are out of a warehouse in Jebel Ali, but they have a presence on the shop floor with their reps, and which is kind of cool that 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 exists. Yeah. And, and if you're if you're using a workshop to know that okay, there's alternatives now. Yeah. You don't quality alternatives. Well, that's the other side. You know, there's, there's a guaranteed quality. Yeah. And you know, putting that part in that it's going to meet all the specs yeah. of the manufacturer. And it might even exceed some of them. And guaranteed, you know. Well, that's the other side. We Someone's standing behind it. it. Yeah. And, and that's it. And these guys are doing big work with um, taxi companies. They've designed their own brakes for them. That's kind of cool. Um, so taxis are going to be safe now yeah. um, because of it. And, the re- and I say, the reason they're here is because there's an appetite for it. And people are keeping their cars longer and in order to do that they need to make sure they're repairable and yeah. serviceable as we'd call it and and sometimes let's take a um so i've been driving around in a Tuareg, right so let's say my transfer case fails on this Tuareg. this Tuareg i'm driving around and is not worth ten thousand dirhams it's worth maybe nine or ten thousand dirhams at best right if the transfer case fails on it as a new part that's going to cost me thirty thousand dirhams yeah, that's a lot well, of money who's going to do that yeah. I can go for 30,000 dirhams, I go and buy a Cayenne yeah. that's two or three <laughs> years younger than it, right? So what we have is a, a situation where I would most likely go and look for a second-hand one. But all I would be doing there is kicking the can down the road yeah. because that might have a problem in it that I won't know. And then in a couple of weeks when yeah. I find it, I've just wasted another five or 6,000 on it. And how many again. people have run into that when they've and gone to the yes, wrecker, exactly, they've gotten a yeah. great deal. Oh yeah, I'm saving thousands, yeah. put it in. Same problem arises. Yeah. So what used to happen in that case was, oh, you know, we've tried and I don't want to spend 30 on it. I'm not going to spend another five on it. Um, I'll just get rid of it. Yeah. But now people are looking at alternatives. There's people out there that are doing, you know, we're getting asked more and more to strip these components down and repair them. And uh, it's great because that's what I was trained to do. Mm. And we're in such a throwaway industry now. Yeah. You know, take something off, unplug it and put a new one on. But yeah. we don't really get to appreciate the skills that we've developed through training and being on the job. But now we're getting to do that more because people are repairing stuff. So, yeah, it's a question that still gets asked, but it's not as often. Um, people are keeping their cars and they're not looking to get rid of them anytime soon. Wh- which car, if you were to, to put your finger on it, do you enjoy working on the most these days? It's always going to be... It's Does it go back to your training? And Yeah, it's always going to be a Volkswagen because I could sort of do a lot of them with my eyes closed. It's nice when I see the new ones that I weren't trained on. So yeah. like the latest version of the Golf, um, especially the Golf R, which is an absolutely 
mental call. I mean, I don't. I. I. I, I, I the I smile remem- that comes on your face as you're thinking yeah, about that. I mean, I remember, can I convince yeah. the wife we need one? I remember the Golf R32, the Mark IV. It was, and that was like 99, 2000 sort of model. And in 2002 or three, when that came out, um, it was a 3.2 single head V6. It was great yeah. and sounded awesome. Four wheel drive. Could not move it on the road. It was fantastic. And then they got to the Golf Five, which was the more rounder one, which the GTI, for the first time in two generations, really nailed it. And then the R32 came along, and it was like, wow, I didn't think they could improve that. And then the six came out, and it was more of a, it was more of a Golf. They kind of it went mm. to a two. It, it was an upgrade on the GTI engine in terms of software, so it was a lot more powerful. The running gear was better, obviously, as a four-wheel drive as opposed to the two-wheel on the GTI. But it was still, they kind of. It, Whereas I think I've read this somewhere, but I told I remember thinking that's exactly right. That I couldn't have worded it better, but it was a golf R, but they kind of forgotten the R bit. Okay, Just concentrated <laughs> on it being a golf and still making it usable. But the seven, the latest one, is mental. I mean, yeah. you can get in a golf GTI and have fun, right? And it'll put yeah. a smile on your face. The brand yeah, new I one I is incredible. I think that's the key with these with these golfs. Yeah. They're just smile on your face, yeah. fun. Whether you're it's your first car, yeah. pretty. I mean, I guess it could still be someone's first car. Certainly here, yeah. Certainly here, and um, but you know, even maybe in North America. Yeah, maybe from your first car to the car you're driving as you're retiring, yeah. you're gonna have a lot of fun in that yeah, thing. Yeah. Even I mean, even just the base models agree. are fun. Yeah, and and that's it, and and that was that was it. But you're getting now you get into the Golf R now, and it's like, <laughs> wow, it's almost like the engineers had heard what was said about the last one, and thought, all right, yeah. I'll show you. And, yeah. and the, the other, the hey, the maybe other they did. That's a, that's always got to be nice. Well, yeah. I mean, the other frightening thing about it is they're probably sixty or seventy percent of the potential of that engine and drivetrain because, yeah, you know, they can't go too risky with it because at the end of the day, it's still got to be reliable on the road. Right. But you know, I've seen three hundred, four hundred horsepower out of a one point four engine. Mean, you know, it, can you imagine? Did. Can you crazy. imagine? Crazy. So, you know... It, it, <laughs> and it's a light vehicle, too. That's the other side of it. Yeah, so I always like working on those because I, I know my way around them. And it's nice to see the changes that have happened and keep up to date. And I may or may not have still got my, obviously, my colleagues and my former colleagues back in the UK that send me all the self-study programs. So I can keep up to date with changes and understand yeah. all the recalls and stuff like that. So, so I mean, this, this is a, a big challenge in the industry, though, isn't it? When yeah. we, you know, as soon as you get outside the workshops, keeping up to date. Yeah and finding the time to do the self-study programs. Yeah, well, look, I mean, put it this way. There's a, there's a, in the UK, the, the sort of, let's say the car owners forums and stuff like that, um, the way they talk about agencies or dealerships, they call them stealerships. So they got, we had ah. such a bad reputation for being overcharging, um, for, you know, not really having used any skill in repairing their cars, just plugging it in and playing away and then taking it out of the workshop and that sort yeah. of stuff, not being mechanics and all that. Um, the training that I went through and the training that people continue to go through in, in the agencies um, I can't speak for here but I can say for in the UK and for Europe because we, we sort of did a lot with the European stuff is ridiculous yeah. I mean it's so intense it's so in depth it changes you know you can go on a car launch for I remember our master tech coming back after the Mark 6 um Golf was launched. He'd been to the factory. He just qualified as a master tech, so that was one of his sort of perks. And they took him to the factory, and they'd already finished the chassis for the Mark Seven. So all his <laughs> training for the Mark Six <laughs> launch was out of date, and the car wasn't even on the road. 
So and that and that, and so like you say, yeah. we leave that sort of environment of every single thing we need is there. Um to to this to where I've been doing it now almost seven years out of the um from under the Volkswagen umbrella and out in the independent scene and you know if somebody brings me a GTE electric golfing I've no idea sorry yeah. you know there's many self-study programs as I can read on that I haven't got the accreditation and the certificate that says I'm safe to work on such a high voltage system mm. so that's one so of this the big this things this becomes here. a challenge doesn't yeah. it yeah and that, that's one of the interesting things to to look out for over the next few years I think because the Tesla are going nowhere people keep putting them down and putting them down and putting them down and, and as much as I might not necessarily have enough experience to have an, uh, an opinion on the car I can tell you Elon Musk is a bit of a hero what a great inspiration yeah. of how we have tax business and how he expects things to happen oh man and, and look and look at the the push he's made yeah. to to everyone from Volkswagen exactly right across the board even they're, if they're all now making electric cars and they're saying hey you know what you know, Mr. Musk, we're going it, to, now it's like the competition. Yeah. Hey, you started it. Yeah, you made a great car. Yeah. We're going to show you. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, 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 sort of like we just said about the Golf R, right? So the engineers heard the bad reviews of the 6 and said, all right, wait till you see the 7. And it's exactly that with, with electric cars. Mm. They're all investing heavily in the hydrogen stuff still. Right. Well, um, which, which I don't understand why this is yeah. not front and center. Yeah. Right? Possibly, I mean, I can only think conspiracy theory. Uh, is that so much money has been invested? Well, they're, they're, everyone's still trying to milk the internal combustion engine, of course, yeah. because that's been paid for long and yeah. you know minor changes to make it a little bit more fuel efficient. But it really doesn't cost anyone no. anything because no. they own the tech. Yeah. The electric tech is coming in. Mm. People are making the bet that they want to go that route. In the back of my mind, one of the things that continues to bug me a little bit is yeah it's electric but the electricity is not exactly. free and it's got to be generated somewhere yeah. so unless the vehicle's generating the electricity who's generating it what's the cost of yeah. that and can you afford the electricity to put into the battery of your car uh, i have the same same sort of leaning with the conspiracy on that it's and obviously, so yeah. and i think too many of the auto automakers have been thanks to elon musk have mm. been kind of pulled into it and said okay well there's a window for electric cars we got to run with it yep and the hydrogen stuff requires a little bit more thinking and a different different yep. direction of technological innovation. Yep. I think the technology's here. Yes, yeah, there, yeah. But do it, it's it's who's going to make that that leap and say, you know what, we're going to jump over the electric, go for the hydrogen, but we're also now going to have to fund the mm. hydrogen recharge stations, and we're going to have to make sure that we can get the product yeah. in an easy dispensable manner and yeah. i think that's the, the, i think that's the niggling point i think yeah. here we have the potential we could oh, do it they could do anything they want here it's, it's such a such a relatively blank canvas isn't yeah. it i mean you know there's charging stations in all the emirates they're at the yeah. dealer offices that you know and, and and they just popped up like that yeah. you know until the end of this year it's free isn't it yeah so i don't know what's going to cost when it's not free but it's yeah. it's still i think it's it's still maybe half the price of a petrol fill yeah, up, so. I, I i think it's it's such a great idea yeah. and, and wherever we end up and it will be hydrogen i'm sure i, I mean I, I electric it just uh, makes perfect sense electric electric what's the byproduct water yeah, exactly yeah. what do we need and here? then so, you so get the water and you make more hydrogen out of it well yeah or the water's the water could be drinkable exactly, if you, the yeah. way it comes out yeah, so you yeah. have a collector in the boot of your car yeah you're driving you got water yeah and then you put it in your kettle and put it on your hob that's in your passenger seat the, and then that's you what, see now we're there <laughs> now we're there i got the cooler i need some water it's it's underneath so, the, the, yeah. the the glove box i yeah. hit the switch fill up my my cup yeah just like no, the it's, it's wherever we end up 
everyone can thank you. You heat Elon the water Musk coming off the engine. There's no electricity yeah, needed. Exactly, the yeah. whole heating system yeah. is. You see? There you go. It's so <laughs> easy. It's so easy. <laughs> Guys, who's you know? Uh, this is this. See, this this is what bugs me with the Elon Musk or or others who are making vehicles. We got some people doing that in the UAE. What what are we thinking? We're thinking. You know, electricity. We're thinking fast. We're thinking all these things. What we're not thinking is that other the other factors of usability, usability that we can we yeah. can build into it, yeah. and thinking more and more of of the environment that we're in in the vehicle, mm. as opposed from you know nice leather yeah. seats and people thinking entertainment systems and thinking music. There's there's a whole much more things that yeah. they, well, they flirt yeah. with, especially when they're all going to be autopilot, right? Yeah. Well, that's what well, I'm thinking. Gonna, yeah, you might as well be making pancakes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Your breakfast pancakes. Can, can in you the imagine car? making yeah. pancakes on the way in the morning? Fantastic, wouldn't it? Uh. Get out of your car. Yeah, but what about these guys that have got? Oh, yeah, but that. Ah, no. Now nah, you see, you've got a problem now uh -oh, because what? if you're one of the people that has a uh, maid or a nanny or a cook, so or, or all of the above. Yeah. So if you're on the school run in your autopilot car and you're going to make the kids breakfast in the car so yeah. you need to have the cook there with you because you can't cook yourself that's why you've got to cook yeah, you're going to have the you. nanny there with the kids <laughs> take them in and out of the school because you can't get out of the car and then you've got to have the maid there to clean up Yeah. so you're going to have to have like we're going to bring you know what we're just going to bring back the home economics stuff and and also, I mean this is another beef I've got another beef yeah. I've got lots of beefs today <laughs> uh, and and I know we've talked about this and maybe Sandance Tire is going to be the we can do it with Sandance mm. but when I think of, of when I went to school, so I mean, I'm not that old, but old enough. I mean, I, there was an auto shop in my comprehensive yeah. high school. I mean, yeah. I learned how to put tires on and off a rim, change oil. We actually rebuilt an engine. Go fair. I don't know who would ever drive that car after <laughs> I had my hands on it. But, you know, we, we put on gaskets. We took yeah. out, we, we did everything. And I, where do people learn this today? Yeah. I, like, they're not learning at school. Parents probably aren't teaching it to their daughters and sons because they don't know how to do it. And, you know, like basic car maintenance. Yeah. And I, I, I know some you can't do, but where do we even learn where to look, to think, to talk, to blank about doing stuff with our cars? You know, I, I would love to, you know, knock the door down at the RTA or wherever it may be and just say, look, I'd like to run some workshops for, for school yeah. kids. You know, in, yeah. in the UK, we used to have, and, and my, my brother benefited hugely from this. So I always did well at school. I was quite academic and I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy learning. I was always yeah. curious and it was great. But my younger brother, he was just all about football. All he wanted to do was play football. He was good at it and he just wanted to play, just, just, just mess around. And mm. he just didn't really pay any attention at school. Mm. You know, he got old. He got two older brothers. He wasn't having to worry about being bullied. And yeah. He wasn't. He was almost too cocky and confident. So he he was classed as a problem child. Right? He didn't have. There's nothing wrong with him. He was just one of those kids who just didn't really want to be at school. But they had this great thing where two days a week for those kind of kids that weren't really progressing in their academic studies, they would take them to a technical college wow. in the local town. There we go. And he went and did bricklaying at yeah. 14 years old. You see, but. He got a qualification yeah. out of it before he, before before he was sixteen. He yeah, was qualified. Don't laugh. People need bricklayers. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and he's good at it, and he does it, and it, especially in these homes today, mm. where the brickwork needs to be redone. Well, exactly. Yeah. You need a bricklayer Get him over here. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's um, this kind of thing. I don't know here. I, I really yeah. don't know. I'd, if I, you know, my daughter was born here, so let's say, um, or one of them was. Let's say that. Uh, we go through school and it gets to college age. Now, yeah. when I got to 18 and I decided I didn't want to finish off with A-levels and then go to university, I wanted to go and do something with, with, with cars, right? Yeah. Um, 
I knew where to go. I went right. online. Uh, I probably didn't even go online. I probably just went to the college yeah. and went, I want to do the uh, um, automotive sure. course. Okay. Yeah. And that was it. But where do you go for that? Yeah. I, yeah. I've got no idea. I know they no. don't do it where, where, you, where, you know, where you are. And, I, and I, no. you know, Emirates have got Q, Emirates Airlines. Maybe some got great technical training. Well, that's obviously for, for yeah. aerospace. Maybe some HCT, but, you know, again, that's limited enrollments there. Yeah. So I, I don't I, know. I don't know. And I'd, I'd, we need. I'd love to, to, to run it. I'm, I'm sure yeah. I'd have to get the, the relevant qualifications. But to do that kind of thing would be great. And then to have hands-on yeah. training um, once or twice a week. Uh, for these students, yeah, um, it'd be fantastic. And the, you know, well, the I, I'm thinking. I mean, I we we got to talk about this off off podcast. Mm. But w- one of the things that we see so much of is after school activities. Yeah, the after school activities are football, swimming, this, yep. and that. And, and my 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 wife is at uh, Lycée Georges Pompidou. And they have a, a plethora of after-school activities, but they're, they're some of them are just wild activities: cartooning, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yoga. Yeah. I mean, learn ping pong. I think mm. is an after-school. So many, many different types of activities. Why couldn't we have basic auto repair put in there? Yeah, and you know, basic car detailing. Yeah. And why not? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know of a of a of a. Um, there are some kind of um, competitions that go on in the UAE and around the UAE that schools in the UAE get involved with sort of technical yeah. stuff. Um, a lot of it is uh, with the design and technology departments yeah. in the schools. But yeah, you know, finding a car that maybe the police give us one that's, you yeah. know, a crash car that's never been claimed or whatever. Yeah. And you just get a chance play to play around with it. Yeah. Take stuff off, see how it works. Yeah. Learn, how, basically learn how it works, do an after school activity. Yeah. 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 Okay, you know what? We're going to wrap up this podcast, yep. but we're going to be back. And I, I, I think that we got a great format going here. And I think we're going to have some questions about general car repair, a lot like we did. Yep. A little bit of those, a little bit of stuff going on in the news, a little bit of dreaming, basically what you just heard now. Yeah. And if folks want to get in touch with us, we're going to put up the links to all of our socials. But, you know, you find it find us at potaholics.com yep. or potaholics with a K, by the way. <laughs> if you go to Instagram, Twitter, and beyond, you can find us there. And uh, we, we record at the Rove Hotel in Healthcare City at the, at the moment. If you want to come and find us, we're here on Wednesdays. And the parking was actually very easy. Yeah. And it's yeah. Uh, we're, we're literally sitting in the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Surrounded by <laughs> awesome people. Freelance people that are working yeah. hard. And yeah. yeah. It's great. And we'd love to see you. You know, Rove Hotels, Healthcare City. Awesome. And uh, this is the Car Clinic. Glenn Power, James Pikeway. More to come. Talk to you again soon. Bye now.